Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit controversial in the New York Giants news. Now, according to a report, the New York Giants have been extensively scouting uh, Tennessee quarterback prospect Hendon Hooker. Now, why might the Giants be doing this, considering they're in deep negotiations with their franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones? Well, Hendon Hooker, coming off of an injury-riddled 2022 season, suffered a torn ACL, not expected to be a first or second round draft pick, but a mid-round pick with a lot of tools and traits that could potentially be developed into a starter one day. I like the sound of that. I think it's a good idea. However, I'm not willing to, you know, claim that this guy will be a franchise quarterback one day, but I do see the vision here if the Giants were to take Hendon Hooker in the middle rounds and maybe try to develop him into some sort of special project on the side behind Daniel Jones. I like the idea, but I know a lot of people really don't like the idea, like my good friend Alex Wilson. So we're going to go ahead, have a little bit of a debate here and dive into it. But before we do, make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed this episode and subscribe to the channel if you're new and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Ding. And without further ado, Alex, how are you doing and what are your thoughts on Hendon Hooker at of Tennessee. I was doing great. Now I'm kind of pissed off. Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, look, was a great talent, is a great talent, but he's 25 years old. So you're looking at getting a player as a rookie, 25 years old, and he's not going to be starting immediately. Like, he cannot be a starter in, in on day one. Coming out of Tennessee, they run a very a spread offense. You watch all of his film. He has a ton of time in the pocket. His receivers, Jalen Hyatt, burners downfield. He's got a ridiculous arm. I love the player because of his qualities. You know, coming off an ACL tear, of course, you're not expecting him to be up to 100% in terms of ath- his athleticism immediately. But if he slipped like the third round, I'd, I'd take a shot on him in the third round. Sure, develop him behind the scenes. He can be a good backup. Maybe if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out or he doesn't take the steps forward that we need to, you could have a transition guy there if need be. But again, I'd rather go with a player that can immediately help us than Hendon Hooker. If he falls into the second round, third round, and there's conversation like maybe the Giants should go in this direction, I wouldn't because the Giants have a lot more needs than a backup quarterback. Everyone's saying that Daniel Jones is the guy. The reason they're extensively looking at Hendon Hooker is because it's it's smart objectively to be prepared for the worst case scenario, right? If Daniel Jones ends up leaving, if they end up failing to extend him and he goes to another team, you have to have alternatives on deck. Tyrod Taylor is not our starting quarterback moving forward. He is a backup for us. That is that is all he is. He's proven to be injury prone. He cannot be trusted. If you go with a guy like Hendon Hooker and just reset the clock, maybe that's a, a sustainable practice. Maybe that's a sustainable strategy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Daniel Jones is our long-term guy here. I think that he gets extended. I think they want him back, obviously, if he manages to compound on the success and development he experienced last year. We're in a good spot. I think that's really what's going on here. I trust Mike Kafka. I trust Brian Dable um, and Shay Tierney to get the job done with him and continue to you know, really round out his skill set and iron out a lot of those weaknesses. But Hendon Hooker, you know, third round, second round picks those are starting level players a lot of times you can get corners you can get starting linebackers in the third round you can get starting guards in the third round these are positions that can immediately impact this team while I like Hendon Hooker great player I am not on board for spending you know even a second round third round pick on him because we just don't need him right now and he's not going to start anytime soon Okay, you're not on board with it, but let me see if I can try to convince you now. A couple things that Fair I do enough. need to mention, though. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, he hasn't only met extensively with the Giants. He's met extensively with four other teams, including the Raiders, Panthers, Saints, and Cowboys. So a couple teams there that don't need 
a quarterback, the Giants and the Cowboys being the two. However, the rest of them are in the market for quarterbacks, and I do think it's interesting that a player like this is generating so much interest around the league. So the Giants aren't alone. There is a little bit of a market for him. So like you're mentioning, Alex, in those middle rounds where they could maybe spend that pick on a corner or a linebacker, there's a market for Hendon Hooker. So if they want him, they might have to just spend the pick on him in order to beat out the other teams waiting for him to fall into their lap. So keep that in mind. It might be a player that they have to go with their early of their two third round picks on. Mm -hmm. And I know that might make some Giants fans even more skeptical. But Hendon Hooker, why do I like him? Why do you dislike him? Now, you mentioned some of your cons. I'll mention some of the pros. Six foot four, 222 pounds, perfect big body frame, exact frame that you would see on a guy like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. Now, of course, you'd see the same frame on a guy like a Paxton Lynch and plenty of other busts that have come through the league in recent years. I mean, that's just what you're looking for, though. When you're Brian Dable and you're taking a look at prototypical quarterbacks with athleticism, Hendon Hooker fits the bill. He's a great dual threat. He had five rushing touchdowns in each of his last two seasons. He had over 500 rushing yards in each of his last two seasons. He can move. He can escape the pocket, extend plays, and throw the ball downfield. So I like all of that, and I think that shows potential. Now, you mentioned that he is 25, so how great of a potential does he have? How much room does he have to grow once he reaches the NFL? Now, that's kind of hard to tell, and I do think that if if he was two years younger, and if he didn't have the ACL injury, he'd arguably be the number one quarterback on the draft board. <laughs> he would be a first-round pick and arguably the number one player on the board. But considering all these other variables, he's a mid-round guy, and that sucks to say. However, I do think that this is kind of one of those, those situations where the player has the talent to be one of the best players in the class. Like, that's his potential. You know, it, like I said, if he was younger, if he didn't have the injury history, he'd be a first-round pick. So really what you're getting if you draft him in the middle rounds is technically a first-round quarterback prospect in round three. That's hard to come by. That's a rare opportunity, and that's where I get on board with this whole thing because Daniel Jones, I love him. He's our franchise quarterback. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, but what if it does? What if he suffers an injury? What if contract negotiations fall through? What's your contingency plan, and why can't it be Hendon Hooker? I think that it could be, and I think that the potential is there for Hendon Hooker to be a really solid player with the proper coaching and development, and I trust maybe one to two coaching staffs more than the Giants coaching staff right now. There's like almost no one that I trust more than Brian Dable and Mike Kafka to develop a quarterback into a superstar, and I'm not saying Hendon Hooker becomes a superstar, but when you're talking about a long-term developmental mid-round quarterback, at least developing him into one of the best uh, backup quarterbacks in the NFL, that's a huge plus, just to have someone reliable behind Daniel Jones with some potential to make some plays. So I like Hendon Hooker. I'm not necessarily looking at him and saying, this guy's going to be a starter one day. This guy's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. No, what I'm saying is, I like the tools. I like the traits. There's a lot to mold there. And at the very least, I think he could be a very capable long-term backup for Daniel Jones. And maybe one day, if things take a wrong turn, he could take over the starting position if need be. So that's kind of why I'm on board with Hendon Hooker. But Alex, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on those things. And like I said, there's a little there's a little number of guys that I trust more than Dable and Kafka to develop a guy like Hendon Hooker. Do you see the same things there with his traits, his development tools, or are, is the injury history and age just too much to get behind? Look, okay, if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out, we extend him, things don't go the way they, that we think, 
we're still probably committing him to a guaranteed three years, right? I think two two years minimum, three years, like that's – we're going the length of the contract if we do commit to him. And we if he even plays at the same level as last season, we can win football that way if we have better receivers, if we have a better defense, good running game, better offensive line, and continues to develop these things around him. He can be a very competent player. So – the, by the time the Giants end up moving on from Daniel Jones in this theoretical scenario, Hendon Hooker's 28 years old, and he's been sitting there on the bench for years, right? He's 28 years old, sitting on the bench for years, and now we're moving on. And if the Giants are moving on from Daniel Jones, that probably means that we're not doing very well. The team is, is failing. We're not winning that many games. And if that's the case, I'd rather just go in the first round and get an actual quarterback who is a top talent and that we can mold and that we can reset that rookie window. Because if you think about those mid-round picks, you're looking at 40 years and a pendant hooker suddenly a starter in his fourth season and he performs okay and then you got to extend him. We're back to square one with this whole bullshit contract negotiation situation where we're like, we have to overpay because quarterbacks make a lot of money and he's our expected starter and other teams may like him. And then we have this whole, this whole thing recycled. So in my opinion, you go for... In the, in the mid-round, second-round, third-round, wherever the hell he's going to end up drafted, you take those picks and you invest them in helping Daniel Jones right now because that's the best thing to do. That's the smartest thing to do. Unless the only way this makes sense to me is because if the only way it makes sense is if Daniel Jones walks. The only way the Giants go and actually try to acquire a quarterback in the draft like this with high upside, um, you know, he's a little bit older, but he can start right away, the, you know, developmental project that can operate an offense and they can be a little bit more explosive and, and make some big plays happen and make the mistakes that the coaching staff is willing to accept. I, in that case, sure, I'd go in that direction because it's it's a third round pick. You know, maybe a, maybe a, you trade back in the second round and still get him. Um, I think that there's value to that, but with the way that the coaching staff is speaking, with the way that the that the beat reporters are reporting, Daniel Jones is going to be back. So what is the purpose of Hendon Hooker in this entire scenario, if not just a backup scenario? You know, he's a backup. He's an alternative. He's a supplement. He is a stopgap. He is not supposed to be starting next year. I think he's more of a developmental project. I'd have him rather sit on the bench behind maybe a, a different team that's like, unsure about their quarterback situation. Maybe if I was the Jets, I would draft him and have him sit behind a quarterback that you acquire. But what's the problem with having a really good backup quarterback? I think that's something that a lot of fans don't realize. It's really important. Hendon Hooker can be a very solid backup quarterback with high-end potential. That's hard to come by. Again, if this guy was two or three years younger, he's a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. You're getting a guy with the pure talent and raw, raw talent and capabilities to be a top 10 pick in the NFL. But because of, you know, confounding variables, other factors, he's going to be a mid-round pick. Why would you not want that guy as your backup quarterback? Because who knows? Maybe Daniel Jones goes down with an injury in the second year of his mega extension contract. Who steps in? Tyrod Taylor? No. I'd much rather have a guy, a young guy with some potential to maybe make some plays and push this team through the playoffs like Hendon Hooker if you develop him right. So I know that it's like, okay... Daniel Jones, by the time the contract expires, then, you know, of course, also Hendon Hooker's contract would be expiring and he'd be like 28, 29 years old. I think this guy might even be older than Daniel Jones or around the same age, which is crazy yeah. enough to say. But again, if this guy was two years younger, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because the Giants wouldn't even be close to being able to draft him. So I just look at it and I'm like, if you see this guy sitting on the board in the middle rounds, imagine he's there in the fifth round. Like, how do you not do it? How do you not take this guy when he has that kind of potential? And again, look at some of these quarterbacks around the league who get injured and then the whole team just gets derailed and their season is over, right? Well, maybe if you have a guy like Hendon Hooker developing behind Daniel Jones, you don't have that problem. He steps in if Daniel Jones gets injured, he takes over, and the Giants continue to win games. So I think there's a lot of value in that, but I don't know, Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Just maybe maybe looking at this as ensuring that you get a very solid and developmental backup quarterback. 
Look, in theory, that makes sense, having a good backup quarterback like that. But the reality is simple, right? If he's coming in to fill in for Daniel Jones, and, and that's because Daniel Jones is starting, Hendon Hooker's never had any NFL experience. Are we expecting him to be great right off the bat with no NFL experience? In addition to that, how many quarterbacks, how many teams roll into the Super Bowl with backup quarterbacks? Look what happened to Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's a good player. He, he was a lot better than anyone anticipated. He probably played better than 99% of backups would in that scenario. He still ended up still ended up losing the game. He got injured too. The, the 49ers really just needed a quarterback. They were a quarterback away. They always have been. Jimmy G wasn't it. Brock Purdy isn't going to be it. They need a legitimate guy, in my opinion. Um, I just don't think that Hendon Hooker without any NFL, NFL, any NFL experience is going to lead this Giants team to a Super Bowl. And I think that's the ultimate reality here. But quick counterpoint for the Brock Purdy thing. The 49ers don't even make it that far without having quality backup quarterbacks. They had numerous quarterbacks that they went through all season. They had Jimmy Garoppolo as their backup once Trey Lance went down, and they won games because they had a quality backup in Jimmy Garoppolo. He goes down again, and they have another quality backup, and that quality backup in Brock Purdy takes them all the way to the NFC Conference Championship game. So isn't that an argument to say backup quarterbacks are extremely valuable, and without them, your season gets derailed, but with them, you can keep your season on track and still win games? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I get that point, but Brock Purdy is unique, right? That's a that's a very small sample size we're looking at. Hendon Hooker's probably not going to be a Brock Purdy that steps in. He can manage a game. He's not going to make really bad mistakes all the time. And the San Francisco 49ers offense is predicated mostly on the running game, short passing concepts, getting the ball into players of space. Hendon Hooker is the exact opposite of a game manager. He is a big-time, vertical type of quarterback, and the Giants don't have that type of offense right now, right? Their offense is really centrally located, and they're they're trying to establish the run. They're trying to get guys open in these shorter intermediate, intermediate uh, portions of the field. They don't have this spread offense because they don't have an offensive line to actually make it happen. In, in my opinion... You take that third-round pick and you invest it in a high upside guard who may be a really good pass blocker and allow the Giants to get there, and then Daniel Jones can maximize his offense and maximize his arm talent because right now, you know, Hendon Hooker is going to sit on the bench for years. It, it, you know, you're really, you're really hoping Daniel Jones gets injured so he can even have an opportunity. That's really the the take, and ultimately, like, you could use that pick now to help Daniel Jones, help the guy that's healthy, help the guy we're just about to pay, and I think that's that's ultimately, like, the end-all, be-all of the situation. It's like, Hendon Hooker, while I do think he's a great prospect— could develop into something special. We're not going to see him touch the field unless Dan Holmes gets injured or he doesn't pan out three years down the road. And by that time, you could have a guard developed, you know, really, really get a cornerback or another player developed over three years that's a legitimate starter and contributing and making an impact. And I think that's really where I would, uh, I would kind of reside in my take. I think that's a fair argument to make is that the, the asset could be better spent elsewhere. But if you're the New York Giants with a surplus of picks, they're projected to have 11 once they get their comp picks in for this offseason. I mean, is does it hurt to take a flyer on one of those extra picks? Like if you're talking about a compensatory pick, right? That's just free. That's like house money, right? You're just playing with that. You get that for free. Some free agents got signed last offseason. Now you just have a free pick at the bottom of the third round. Okay, why not just take a flyer on a backup quarterback with that? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you're making that much of an investment with a free pick there. It's not like it's the pick from the Kadarius Tony trade, right? If you're if you're using that pick, I mean, you sacrifice Kadarius Tony in order to get that third round pick and then some extra change. So that you might want to invest in an immediate impact starter. That I understand. But if you're talking about just a compensatory late third or a fourth round pick and Hendon Hooker's on the board, well, you didn't have that pick to begin with. You might as well just spend it on a high potential quarterback. And again, I know high potential is kind of like a barrier to Hendon Hooker because how 
how high is a potential for a 25-year-old rookie coming off of an ACL injury. But again, I just keep coming back to the same premise that this kid is so talented. If he was two years younger, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I think that creates a very rare and unique opportunity for the New York Giants and any of these teams that are looking into potentially investing in the backup quarterback position for a guy that they can develop in one to two years to maybe take over a starting role. And I think that's where Hendon Hooker fits a really unique bill. And I will say another thing that I do disagree with you, Alex, is that I don't view Hendon Hooker as a guy who can't be a game manager because when you look at game managers, I think, okay, maybe not throwing the most touchdown passes, but definitely not throwing a lot of interceptions. Hendon Hooker threw five total interceptions across 24 games the last two years. The dude barely ever put the ball in harm's way. And another thing to that point, he wasn't necessarily an off-the-script big play manager. He was kind of a game manager in the sense that the offense that Tennessee runs has a lot of manufactured touches. They really open things up for him. He doesn't, and that's also a con here. Okay, there's a there's it's a two-edged sword because when you look at Hendon Hooker, he wasn't really asked to go through progressions, make reads, and have any sort of pro-style offense experience during college. So again, he needs at least a year to adjust the NFL game. That's another con. And when you look at that, how does he fit into the Giants offense that does require you to go through progressions and reads? But the other side of that coin is the fact that if the Giants were to put him in there as a backup and not ask him to do much except throw screen passes and make a big shot downfield here and there, he might be able to find success in that way as a backup quarterback while he develops the rest of those skills. And again, there's no quarterback coach slash head coach that I trust more to develop those skills than Brian Dable. So again, I don't know. What do you think of the idea of pairing a guy like this with a Brian Dable and just giving him a little side project opposite of Daniel Jones to, uh, to be his really capable backup or maybe eventual replacement? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't want to go into this contract with Daniel Jones hoping we need to replace him. That That's kind of like where I get very standoffish on the whole concept of drafting a quarterback that's developmental and maybe too old or, you know, you know the upside's limited because of the age and eventually the, the, the wheels will fall off and then the ACL and the fact that he comes from a very specific system that is not, you know, ready to translate to the NFL right now. He's going to require years of time. He's like... I don't even know a comparison. Some people say Desmond Ritter, but I don't think that's a great comparison for him. I think that Hendon Hooker has a lot better arm, a lot better, um, you know, physical physical traits. I'll give you a good one. I just saw this on the Draft Network. Geno Smith. Think about how long it took for him to come into his I own in the arm, NFL. Man. Better arm than yeah, him, he does have a better arm than Geno Smith, but similar guys who really needed the time to sit and get all that experience. I mean, Geno Smith is isn't he thirty years, years old now, and he's yeah, and he's finally finally developed into something decent. So I don't know. I kind of like that comparison. And uh, how much does that hurt you to have a guy like a Geno Smith esque player developing behind your starting quarterback? I mean, it also like, what's the point though? You know, like Geno Smith went to four or five different teams where he landed in the right spot, had tons of NFL experience and opportunities. Hendon Hooker is not going to touch an NFL field unless Daniel Jones, something happens to him. And that's where I'm like, if he, look, if he was walking into a situation right now where he could compete, battle it out, get reps, then I'd be like, okay, like I'd be fine spending a, D, uh, a third or uh, late second round pick on him. But for the time being, he has nowhere to go. Like he is sitting behind Daniel Jones. He's learning. He's developing. He's learning this Giants offense. And you're hoping to God Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt. I see the benefit to it. I really do. But I think that those draft picks, because he's probably going to be a second round pick, a late second round pick, if we're being honest, I think those picks right there are really valuable. You find guys that could start immediately and impact this team now with Daniel Jones under helm could help this offense. You know, you look at 
uh, some of the receivers on, on the board right now. You know, the Tank Dell could be an option in the second round. There, there are plenty of guys who could step up and really make an impact as an immediate starter um, for this Giants team. Linebackers, there's tons of linebackers. You can go get a running back if Saquon Barkley walks, a starting running back to help us right now. They're saying Bijan could end up in the second round. Who knows if the Giants go that route? You know, there's like so many opportunities that help this team immediately. And we need those second and third round picks to build our foundation. I just don't see the backup quarterback position as a foundational building block. I see it more as a as a last resort. And backup quarterbacks don't win championships unless you're Nick Foles and it's like a it's a miracle. You know what I mean? Like you're you just somehow go parabolic in the postseason. It doesn't happen. So hoping Hendon Hooker pans out is a massive risk. The probability of him doing anything is probably less like winning a playoff game in his whole career, probably less than five percent, given the fact that he's older and all these variables are, are against him. Um, the Giants would have to be, like, going into the playoffs, and Daniel Jones got injured for him to actually have that opportunity to start a playoff game. I just think, like, it, we just need help now. And I think every year quarterbacks come out like this. Malik Willis last year, Hendon Hooker this year. There's always players that have high ups. I think Hendon Hooker is more refined for what it's worth, a lot more refined. I think he's a lot more developed. Um, but I do think that every year there's players like this that high upside, maybe coming off injury, maybe a little bit raw as a prospect, maybe only scheme-specific orientation. And you need time to develop these guys. And the fact of the matter is if Daniel Jones was, like, in his third year and struggling – I'd be like, okay, this is a good idea. Like, go get Hendon Hooker, let him develop, let him compete with Daniel Jones. But the fact that we're about to extend Daniel Jones means he's our guy. He is our primary dude. You know, we expect him to continue playing well and expect him to continue performing. So drafting a backup in the third, you know, second round, you might as well go for, like, a late-round pick like a Brock Purdy who can just get do the job and not, like, not have a ton of, of athletic upside because ultimately, like, what do we need it for if he's not going to be our primary guy? I'd rather, if, if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out, I'd rather go and get a quarterback in, in the draft in the future and then, you know, use that kind of method and, and you know, if we're not doing so well because DJ struggles or he gets injured or something like that and then draft a the quarterback, I'm more kind of on the boat uh, of that method. But for now, I need – I think all those those first three rounds, those draft picks are essential to building this team right now. I don't think investing in a backup quarterback um, is necessarily going to be the best investment because he's not going to help. He's not going to do anything for this team. And that's ultimately where I kind of draw the line. Yeah, and I, I can't say that I necessarily disagree with you, but I will say I want the Giants to invest these assets into win now, guys, in, instant impact players. You know, like if there's a receiver in the third round who can be your kick returner from day one, like I want that. You know, if there's a linebacker you think can start in the middle of your defense day one in the third round, I want that. But if the Giants were to draft Hendon Hooker, would I be all up in arms about it? Absolutely not. Would you be, Alex, if the Giants actually went this route? Like, not saying whether or not you would go this route, but let's say that the Giants do it. They draft Hendon Hooker in the second or third round. Are you upset? Are you flailing your arms? Or are you like, okay, let's see what happens? I'm not going to be, like, overly upset. I'm like, you know, I get it. I get why they did it. It really depends how this Daniel Jones thing unfolds for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. But let's say they sign him to an extension and all is good in the world. And we're all like, okay, like, we know our quarterback is. We know what to expect. And they draft Hendon Hooker anyway in the third round. I'd be like, all right, you know what? Like, I trust Brian Dable. I trust Joe Shane. You know, I think that's, like, I can live with the decision. I just don't think that I would be my preference. It wouldn't be my preference, but if they did it, they had a good reason to do it, I could, I could, I would get on board with it. I'm not going to be sitting here like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, why the hell would they do this? They're freaking idiots. That's not my, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, okay, like, you know what? I don't necessarily agree, but I get it. They want insurance. They want to develop a guy behind the scenes that could end up, you know, really helping this team down the road. They see the upside. If Daniel Jones gets injured, we have a guy who can step right in and compete and really play for us. I get it. I can live with that decision. I just think there are better ways to utilize that pick right now that can impact the team immediately so I think that's kind of my take 
You know what? I respect that take, and I think a lot of people won't respect that take. You're saying that you wouldn't be all up in arms. Some people would absolutely be all up in arms here, but I wouldn't be. I actually would like to see the Giants maybe take this flyer on Hendon Hooker in the middle rounds. Again, it depends. Second round, too rich. You can get an instant impact player there. Look at Xavier McKinney and some of the other guys that the Giants have drafted in round two in recent years. You got to invest that second round pick into somebody who can step in and play day one. But when we get to the late third round picks, if he's still there... Okay, now I'm intrigued. Now I'm ready for this conversation. But, of course, we'll see how it unfolds for the New York Giants with Daniel Jones and that contract negotiation. That's a huge domino that falls way before we have the discussion, the real discussion in April about Hendon Hooker. And, again, we'll see what his draft stock lands and where it lands and how it ends up shaping out because this is a player with a lot of question marks. Maybe he falls really late in the draft. You know, maybe teams look at him and say, you know what, I'm not even going to draft this guy. He's off the draft board. That's definitely possible. But again, the, the thing that I keep coming back to is if this guy was two years younger, he would be an arguable top 10 pick. And so I think that I would bank on that potential in the middle rounds. But I'd love to hear what everyone else's thoughts are on Hendon Hooker potentially being a New York Giants player down in the comment section below. So make sure to leave some comments and leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. And subscribe to Fireside Giants if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Bing. We'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.